This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between, here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. Hi, my guest this episode is Cindy. She became a widow at 46. While her husband was sick, he told her he supported her finding love again. After a few years passed, she gradually returned to dating and got into a serious relationship. When it ended, she turned to online dating. One of her biggest concerns was going out with newly separated men. Enter Mike, who was, yep, you guessed it, a newly separated man. Cindy shares why she said yes to this date and how it all turned out. Here's Cindy's first date story. Hello, Cindy. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Jody. I'm a great fan of your podcasts. Thank you so much. So as you know, here at First Date Stories, we like to learn a bit about each of our guests before we delve into the first date story. Please share something about yourself. Sure. I work with education nonprofits, and originally I was a middle school teacher. So education has been my career. I do have two adult sons and a daughter-in-law and two grandchildren. And uh, I have a guest house on my property that I rent out through Airbnb. And I also recently got deputized to register people to vote. So I'm pretty civic-minded and like to be involved in my community. I am a widow and have been a widow for 13 years. Um, My husband and I were both 46 when he passed away, and I'm 59 now. That was a very young age to become a widow. Yes, and I remember he had cancer, and he was at home with hospice. And when he passed away and the uh, men came to take the bed that he had been in, I heard one of them say in the hall, she's so young to be a widow. And I was, I would thought to myself, my gosh, this is my new label. I'm now a widow. You know, I've been a daughter and a mother and a sister and a wife. And a, so, yeah, it, it was... It was very difficult. It changed everything for you, including how you saw yourself. Yes. Well, and then the world saw me too. Right. We're together here to talk about a date you went on. So at some point you came back into the world of dating after the tragedy that you experienced. Can you share a little bit about that, please? Sure. And, um, you know, one thing uh, for even audience members who have experienced cancer, it's a longer process. So we did, you know, we were adjusting over the year and a half. And so um, kind of had talked about, you know, my future life, maybe. And so um, being so young, my husband had actually said to his mother, you know, Cindy is going to date again, and I want you to help her with that and, and be accepting of any future person that may be in her life. And she told me that, which was very nice. 
So I, after a couple of years, you know, adjusting, I started online dating and I was fortunate. I did meet a gentleman and was in a relationship with him for a number of years. And just recently in the past year, got involved in online dating again. Has it changed a lot in these past years? Yes. It was like a little easier and it seemed more fun 10 years ago. And it's been harder as I've been older. Have you tried the dating apps as well? Or are you mostly focused on online? I do match is the primary uh, dating app that I do. Uh, I have tried Tinder and I have found that it's not just for hookups or swiping right or left. Uh, I've been glad of that. So it's reputation, the hookup scene, at least in a different age group, is not holding strong. (laughs) No. And gentlemen will put on there looking for a long-term relationship in their profile on Tinder. The date that we're going to talk about now, did that introduction happen on Tinder or on Match or somewhere else? It happened on Match. Uh, He contacted me first, which was nice. I do reach out to gentlemen and sometimes initiate the first message after I've liked them, but it was nice. He had contacted me first and messaged me on Match, and I had actually not seen his profile. What's his name? Mike. What did you think when you read his profile? Well, I was concerned because it said he was separated. And I hadn't gone out with anyone who was separated. And he didn't have a lot of photos. Do you mean two, three? two, two photos. That's it? Yes. One of them, he was like mowing the lawn on the rider mower with a headset on to keep the noise out. It was just kind of an odd photo. Interesting choice of photos. (laughs) Yeah. So I did agree to go out with him. And he indicated you know, in a brief message that, you know, he was separated and, you know, we could talk about it on our date. And he said he was really excited to, to meet me and that he felt he knew me because I had a detailed profile and a lot of photos. And on match, I messaged him back and I said, well, I don't really feel the same way because you don't have very many photos. And then he put more photos up. And that was nice that he responded to that. He said, well, you know, actually, I don't have many photos of myself. But I thought that was nice that he was responsive and posted more photos. When you saw all the additional photos he put up, what did you think? Well, he was in good shape. He was attractive. Um, Yeah, I was interested in meeting him. And I was, you know, excited to go out with him. Did you have a lot of back and forth email exchange or texting exchange with him? My standard has been not to share my email or my phone number until we meet. Um, I'm kind of revising that a little bit now because it seems to be so common, but he was fine with it. And we did have a date like a week after we connected on Match. We got together. We got together on a Saturday uh, at a brunch place. So he asked you out very early on into your uh, back and forth conversation with him. Yes, he did. Who got to the place first? He had never been to the restaurant. He asked me to recommend a place to go. And I recommended a couple of places. 
and he chose the brunch place and he looked it up online and saw that it could get quite busy. So he got there early to put our name on the waiting list. Very nice. Now tell me, you were a little concerned. It was a little yellow flag for you that he was separated. So as you were getting ready to meet Mike, what was going through your head? Well, I knew that I wanted to have a conversation with him and learn more about his separation and talk about it on the date. And then depending on what he, what Mike said, then I would determine whether I would see him again. He got there before you. Very thoughtful. You show up. Did you recognize him right away? Did he look like his now many photos? <laughs> yes, he did look like his photos. And we checked to see how much time we had. And then we took a little walk. There's a shopping center at where the restaurant was. And we stopped in one of the shops and started chatting. And actually, right then, I brought up about him being separated and asked about the situation with his wife and their separation. And he told me some details that made me feel at ease with going out with him. You wasted no time. That was clearly very much on your mind. Yes. And I thought it might be easier kind of walking around side by side than like sitting across from each other in a restaurant with a bunch of people around. So it was almost like it was more of a private conversation. How did he respond to you asking such a pointed question so early in your being together? He totally understood that I was justified in being concerned. And he was indicating, you know, the details about his wife asking for the divorce and it was he was surprised um, but that they were moving through it quickly and he was ready to move on with his life it was his second marriage and so I learned quite a bit about his background um, and his family situation on our first date when you returned to the restaurant what happened next we ordered and he had lived in New Mexico for a number of years. So he was like really particular about uh, green sauce or red sauce. He ordered uh, enchiladas and um, they actually brought the wrong sauce. And I kind of said, oh, do you want to say anything? And he's like, no, that's okay. So we chatted quite a while. I can't remember if it was you know, it was more than an hour. It may have been close to um, two hours. And um, so that at that point, I give my card and we exchange emails and indicated that I would be interested in seeing him again. How did you say goodbye at the end of your date? We hugged. Were you thinking <laughs> I'd like to kiss this man or? Well, not there in a restaurant in a first date. No. He did walk me to my car, so that was nice. We hugged at the car, actually, not in the restaurant. He was showing a lot of gentlemanly behaviors. I was very impressed that he made a point to get there early and put our name on the waiting list. Yeah, and walk you to your car. Yes. So what happened next? 
we made plans to go on a hike. So our second date was a hike and that was really nice. Um, I have on my profile a lot of photos of hiking and I indicate I do like hiking. And we were kind of emailing back and forth and watching the weather because it wasn't the greatest weather, but it, it was nice enough. And um, so we, we made plans to go on a hike the next weekend. Let's get into the rest of the story. What happened on the hike? I did have him pick me up at my house because, you know, kind of silly. We're not going to like meet at a park for the hike. Um, so he picked me up and, you know, was on time. And so we drove to this lovely spot and hiked through the woods and there were a number of streams and I get a little tentative. I had broken my wrist in the fall. And so this was a couple months after I had had surgery and healed. The reason I'd broken my wrist, I had fallen. And so he was very kind and, and helped me, you know, like held his hand out to help me cross a couple of the streams and rocky spots. So that was very sweet. Sometimes he was in the lead and sometimes I was in the lead. And we did talk a bit along the hike and there were other people there because, you know, someone might think a second date, you're going to go out in the woods alone with a man you just met. <laughs> right. I, they could think that. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt comfortable enough with him. Also, I had researched him, you know, found him online, found other information about him and we had shared enough and everything I found online was verified. So I didn't feel any reason to feel unsafe. Um, and then he demonstrated that through his gentlemanly manner. Good. You went with your gut on this one. Yes. How did that date end? Well, it ended saying goodbye again, a hug. I think he was really taking seriously me saying concern about him being separated and not moving really fast. Uh, so that was fine by me not to kiss goodbye. We did exchange emails and he is a prolific writer and he started emailing me a couple of times a week and telling me more about himself and asking me more questions. And if I can share one of the emails um, after the date at 9.50 p.m., he said, hi, Cindy, I just wanted to say hello because I'm starting to see you, your face behind my eyelids. Whoa. I hope you don't feel any pressure as I don't intend that. I just tend to wear my feelings on my sleeve so I will seem to say what's on my mind, probably for better or worse, I guess. I hope you had a good day. That is not your typical email, especially after a second date, eyelids and all. What were you thinking after you, that landed in your inbox and you read it? Well, I, I was surprised that he was so expressive uh, because he's an engineer and I kind of have a stereotype. Um, my husband had been an English major and was very expressive well, I was just like, well, this guy really likes me and he's thinking about me a lot. And 
Um, I wasn't thinking about him that much, but you know, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Um, but I was like, well, that's nice that he shared that with me if that's how he's feeling. But then I'm kind of like, well, he was just separated. And so there was kind of a little bit of second guessing that. So it was a little confusing. I can understand how it could be a little confusing, but exciting at the same time. What happened next? Actually, we were in touch a bit through email and he had invited me after the holidays to go and see the Chinese dance acrobatic group, Shen Yuan, with his two children. With his two children? Yes. We had talked about our children. He has a 17-year-old daughter who's a senior and a 19-year-old son who is kind of figuring out what he wants to do with his life. And he had four tickets. And in email, he asked if I would like to go with them and that he had told his children about me and that they were looking forward to meeting me. Wow, that is really fast. (laughs) This man is moving really fast. How did you feel about that? You know, he had told me about his children and uh, they sounded adorable and really interesting. And I had never seen Shen Yuan and I had heard about (laughs) them a lot. And I'm like, well, you know, it's him inviting his kids out. I'm not inviting mine. And if he's comfortable with that, I'm kind of like open to, to doing things and So I was like, okay, sure. And and then we went out to dinner, the four of us beforehand. They all came to my front door of my house and picked me up. They all came to your door. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I could see he's really close to his kids. So after the performance, uh, when they were bringing me home, I invited them to my guest house and went up to the upper deck where I have a view of the uh, downtown area of our town. The two children each hugged me goodbye when they left. And, the, and their dad hugged me, of course, also. Um, so it was, you know, a very nice evening. And at dinner, actually, I talked like to the children quite a bit you know, because they're adults, they're 17 and 19. And it's almost like I felt like their dad was showing them off to me like, hey, look what a great guy I am. Look what great kids I have. I'm, I'm a good dad. You were feeling that he was maybe auditioning in a way. Yes, that's exactly very well stated. Would you ever consider taking your children on a date with you after you'd met someone only two times before? No. Was that third date, a typical third date for you? Or was that one unique? Well, that was a very unique date. I can't say on a third date or anywhere near the top five or six dates that I've met someone's children and not only met them, but spent the evening with them. Where did the relationship go from there? Well, we went 
out some more. Um, and actually on our sixth date, he invited me to his home, which is outside of town. He, he lived about an hour from me and he has a, a large um, property with a, a woods on it. And so we met out in the town near his home and had uh, a late lunch. And he actually gave me made of 3D printing and a, a model of my guest house that he and his daughter had put together. And it was sort of a Valentine's Day present because it was around February. And he handed that to me at lunch. It was so sweet. He said, my daughter and I made this. And then we spent the afternoon at his house and took a walk through his wooded property. And it was very lovely. That is really something. And the kids liked you so much that they got involved in this project and they want to make it accurate for you. And, and the daughter wanted to give the gift to you with her dad. You clearly touched the daughter. Yeah, they, they were a really remarkable pair of children. How did things end that afternoon or evening between the two of you? Well, uh, I had driven out there. You know, he didn't pick me up because it was out of town. And actually, I left. I had another date that night. So, because um, I was going out with other people. And so I had to kind of dash out of there. But we had kissed a couple of times in our previous dates. And when we went for a walk in the woods, I was kind of more initiating being close to him because I felt it was very romantic in the woods. And um, so we kissed in the woods, but he wasn't uh, moving forward with that in any manner. So I wasn't going to be too aggressive about it either, but I was interested in, in getting to know him more in that way. But I felt kind of um, either a reticence or something that, you know, he was taking it slow with me, maybe because he was still separated and how I had acted before. But, you know, it was our sixth date. So I was anxious to get to know him more, a little bit more romantically understandably. Yes. Yeah. And especially being out at his home um, and showing me around the property and his son did end up being there. I don't know if he was uh, planning on him being there. His son had been on a trip and, and came home while we were there. Uh, but initially we were on our own and his daughter had been away uh, that weekend. So I was even kind of wondering if we were going to be intimate at his, at his home, but we were not. How did the relationship develop from there? Well, I was out of town after that. I actually went to see my grandchildren and we were emailing, you know, a bit back and forth. And uh, then when I came home, I had a niece visiting me. So it was kind of a busy time and we weren't seeing each other. And he, like I mentioned, lived an hour away. So it's not like he could easily pop by, you know, one afternoon or whatever. And then I got an email and essentially he broke up with me and said he met another woman. Really? Wow. That must have come out of left field for you. 
Yes, I was very surprised. And he indicated in the email that he had kind of waited until I was back from my trip to tell me about it. He said, quote, I cannot bear deceiving either you or my new friend. So he wanted to tell me about he had met her and they'd been chatting and they had dinner and everything just clicked. I shared this with my mother and my mother said, well, that other woman had sex with him. That's how it clicked. <laughs> Do you think your mother was right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, do you have any regrets in the no. way you handled it with him? I don't. I don't. I don't have regrets. Um, he was a good guy, but I didn't have this like driving a physical attraction to him. I mean, not that you know, you necessarily know after six dates, but we were both kind of, you know, a little reticent about that. And like I said, he did email a lot. And what in one of his emails, he says, I, you know, I really enjoyed being with you, like your soft kisses and but I, you can kind of feel I'm holding back. So, you know, I guess both of us kind of were for whatever reason. And I'm glad I was because I, you know, if I had been intimate with him, I would have been, you know, pretty crushed. I wasn't going out with him exclusively either. So it's all fine. Did you decide to keep the 3D model after the two of you broke up? <laughs> Absolutely. I have it here in my own house, but you know, Hey, that's my memento from that uh, short-lived three-month six-date relationship. What did you learn from the experience? Well, I'm glad we took it slow and I'm glad that I questioned him, you know, about uh, his separation. I don't know, maybe I wouldn't go out with a man who's separated because he's still working through a lot of things. And it's kind of surprising to me that he was jumping so quickly with another woman. You know, are they still together? I don't know, maybe he just doesn't have the greatest judgment, you know, bringing his two children on our third date, all of those kind of things. But it's a little confusing because the other thing is, as you get older, you're kind of like, well, there's not a lot of time left in our lives, 10 years, 20 years. Do you want to wait like maybe you do when you're younger? Um, I don't know. These are things you think about. Yes. Are they things that you have answers to? No, I don't have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you but figuring it out as you go? <laughs> my approach is uh, to be open to uh, men who I might not have considered when I, was in, when I was in college or younger to kind of take each experience for what it's worth and not take it personally on me, know that it's the other person and I'm just being my authentic self and then see where it goes from there. Bravo for being your authentic self. That is the person that needs to show up on dates and needs to be out there meeting people, right? Yes, it is. You've come to this conversation having experienced tremendous loss at an earlier stage in your life. And there are women listening to us talk who have also had loves of theirs pass away. What thoughts or advice do you have for them about finding love again? For me, my marriage and my relationship 
we, it was positive and it was joyful, even though it ended tragically. I don't have the kind of negative feelings that maybe other women may have experienced with a marriage that wasn't as successful. But as a widow, I know I can't replicate and find again the man that I had two children with and raised a family and built a life with. So now at this stage in my life, I'm open to meeting different men and seeing what they have. And I know I need someone who is financially secure and someone who adores me for who I am. So it's different things that I'm looked for or that I wanted when I was first married, which I was looking for a man to build a life with and raise a family. So to think about what's important to you and to be open to what the gentleman out there may be able to bring to your life. Beautifully stated. Thank you for sharing that. It's been terrific talking to you, Cindy. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Jody. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you have your own take on this story, head on over to firstdatestories.com and leave a comment. While you're there, check out the articles about celebrating singledom and dating in midlife. First Date Stories provides inspiration, camaraderie, and support for single, divorced, and widowed women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. While you're on the website, you can also tell us about a memorable first date that you've been on by popping on over to the share section of our site. We are always up for a good story, and we may invite you to be a guest on a future show. We also have a bi-weekly newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, you can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And now for a quick run through of the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Aid Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests are changed for privacy purposes. This podcast is produced and edited by Kim Poletti and Lisa Gray of Sound Mind Productions and is brought to you by Esquire Ventures. First Aid Stories is here to help you be your best you, to cheer you on, and to keep you going on first dates because beyond your next first date may be the long-term love you're seeking. What's the name of the guy who you went on the date with? Mike. What's the name of the man you went out with? It's Mike.